whiskey, gin, and brandy With a glass I'm pretty handy So join me for a drink, boys Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 5. My name is Jeff Brooker, Barfly columnist for the Bay Area News Group and author of the books 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of the Adventures of a Real Bartender, and its sequel, Pearl Denied. My co-host and barback is Kevin Zong, editor of The Grin Dish. Sit back and relax as we attempt to pull back the curtain on the hospitality industry. And feel free to pour yourself a beverage. I know Kevin and I will. Welcome back to the Barfly Podcast. We are so lucky to chat today with Daedalus Howell, who's the talented and very busy editor of the Pacific Sun, the North Bay Bohemian, East Bay Express, and countless uh, weekly publications. I guess my first question to you would be, is what coffee do you drink to do all of that? <laughs> He's also a writer and filmmaker and just an all-around renaissance man, so thank you so much for appearing on our podcast. Uh, Kevin, Jeff, I am flattered beyond <laughs> flattered. I, this is wonderful. You know, as a long-time listener and first-time caller, I'm surprised you let me in the door <laughs> well, because of the bomb I'm about to drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, we're, we're delighted to have you. And uh, Jeff and I were talking uh, about, you know, how Pacific Sun really fills quite a niche in Marin County, as opposed to some of the other publications, since you manage so many publications, like, in terms from like an editorial standpoint, what's your goal in setting yourself apart from those other publications? And then second question is, how do you manage the voices of those publications in multiple counties? That's a great question, man, because every county, as you guys know, are they're, they're all very distinct from one another. Sure. They're like, they're siblings, but they have different hair color. They are, they are schizoid in their own way and, and aberrant in others uh, and, and, and fascinating. And Marin in particular is fascinating, especially when it comes to the Pacific Sun, because it's a legacy paper. It's yeah. on its 60th year now. It's the longest running alternative news weekly on the planet. We beat the Greenwich Village uh, Village Voice mm-hmm. uh, because they went out of business and they were reborn. But here we are. This is this thing that's existed all these years. And it's to me, that's pretty great. And the, being the steward of that has been really fulfilling. But how do you keep it crunchy? The way that it was designed to be, how do you keep it locked in its post-60s, 70s, sort of like high high times, you know? Like, right. Because that's what people want, at least that readership, all six of them. If we deviate <laughs> from that, five out of those six will call us, the sixth one we, we're pretty sure might be dead at this point. <laughs> but the idea is this has to be the alternative voice of... Marin County. Mm-hmm. And and that's not difficult to do because there's a lot of voices. Well, no, let me rephrase that. It is difficult to do because there are now many more alternative voices. And Jeff, you know, talking about uh, the Marin IJ, that's the alternative voice to the Chronicle. And that's right. our big daily metro. And that's always going to be looming over us. And so we're all the alternative voices, but we're the alternative to the alternative. And perhaps the point raised light is the alternative to the alternative that is our, our alternative. <laughs> yes. But maintaining... Uh, what we do uh, and how we do it comes down to the writers, obviously. And, and in our case, we're blessed to have Nikki Silverstein, who is vehement about maintaining that Marin thing mm-hmm. that uh, the Pacific, Pacific Sun's always done, which is being a little angry, very voicey, and... And having an opinion. Having an opinion yeah, right. that skews on the conspiratorial. Yes. To a degree. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying all the way. Right, right. It's news. It's yeah. real. But... The stories that she uncovers and the depth to which she, with which, uh, into which she goes with them is extraordinary because she can't stop feeling there's more to the story. Right. Mm-hmm. right? There's always another thread to pull, uh, another question to ask, and she does it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great. And we've won tons of awards since she's been on board. It's affirming. 
one, skepticism is missing in, in a lot of journalism. A lot of it's you know, press release journalism, right? Where it's like they, the, the, the marketing guy sends you something and then that's pretty much what appears wherever, right? Kevin sends me something, I just print it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And vice versa. But, but that's a problem, right? And, and so the idea of, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. There was a great story many years ago. I remember someone had, their wife had drowned off of Highway 37 in the marsh there. I remember reading it somewhere and thought, that marsh is two feet deep. How could someone not, they were stranded on their jet ski for hours. Mm. And I remember reading the story going, that doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, it turned out that the person killed the other person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you realize the original journalist should have pulled on those threads because it didn't read like the truth. Well, it comes down to like, you know, these newsrooms, I mean, we're often like, you know, under-supported in terms of resources and that kind of thing. And so they file the story, the job is done. And they do it within the time they've got to do it and all right. that. Uh, Nikki, I think, uh, goes above and beyond and, and drills down way past her salary range, right. you know, her right. pay rate yeah. and, and, and keeps going. And this, there's that compulsion to that, you know, and, it, and it's really, it's interesting and necessary. And I'll do one better. It's not just skepticism. You have to be a cynic, too. You have to be cynical. You have to say, this is bullshit. It's mm-hmm. always been bullshit. It always will be. A skeptic says, this is probably bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Cindy's like, fuck this. It's always bullshit. <laughs> yeah. and, and, that's, and I think that's kind of where yeah. Nikki's arrived. Right. Right. There used to be a lot more underground papers that did do that. I mean, they not bordering on crazy. They were crazy. Yeah. And so, but that added to the, the whole zeitgeist because even, even once in a while, the crazy person's right. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's that aspect of it too. But again, you know, I, and uh, Kevin and I were talking about this before, uh, before we went on air, but if you want a deeper political story in Marin County, at this point, the Pacific Sun is what you're going to read because there's really no bandwidth on some of the other ones. They'll cover the breaking news aspect of it and maybe follow up on it. But that kind of, I'd mentioned the Cinnamon story done by the Port Reyes Light, which won them the Pulitzer. I'm not even sure where that would run nowadays, right? Except in the Pacific Sun. I would love to run that kind of story. In fact, I, I feel in some ways we do. Maybe not as long form as that, but eventually, maybe, who knows? Well, Cinnamon's no longer around, just FYI. But, no, but, no, <laughs> but no, I'm thinking that kind of thing where you do a deep right, dive right, and uncover yeah. stuff that... That kind of journalism happens often now, I think, by solo acts. You know, people who've gone AWOL from traditional journalism, who've mm-hmm. uh, either cashed out or got kicked out or whatever, and they started a, you know, a sub-stack. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin will tell you, newsletters are where it's at, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's where it lives if it doesn't live in you know, these legacy alt-weekly print outlets, you know, like ours, of which there's not many left, frankly. Well, and to that point, the Bay Guardian and, you know, other public, you know, uh, may it rest in peace. Rolling Stone, for God's sake, was that kind of thing when it first started, right? So why do you think you guys have survived and thrived during when others haven't? I think we are really good at managing our costs to a certain degree. And this kind of falls in line with what I see in local restaurants, especially uh, coffee houses and cafes. Mm -hmm. You can open an avid coffee, but if you open two avid coffees, then you're working on volume and you're getting different discounts and deals and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've come to the conclusion that you have to create a kind of local chain, which is what I believe our company's done. Mm -hmm. We've acquired alternative news weeklies, more than one, several of these, dozens really. And then we we spread those costs across the board so we're able to maintain the quality of journalism, but not be spread thin in terms of how we allocate resources to editors. Ergo, I'm the editor of both Bohemian and the Pacific Sun, and, and which sounds kind of onerous, but you know, once you understand what they need, you can serve them. Just learn to work fast, man. I know that's not a 
it's a very bizarre answer, I guess, but but it's business in, in the end. You know, that's the business of news. In this case, with alt weeklies, you have to have more than one because then you're also like hitting an ad base that goes outside of like Marin County. So now we're Marin Sonoma Napa County. So yeah. that's a, that's a stronger sell, right? Sure. I think that's don't I'm to not, the ad people to yes. the ad yeah, people. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not on the business side of this. I'm on the right, editorial right. side. But in my perception, that's that's what I believe might be working. Mm-hmm. But that's also what works with these local chains. It's the exact same idea, right. you know. And so you're, you're going to hit supply. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna use talent crosswise, and it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel for everything. You can right. use a model that works in multiple markets. We're just adjusting it a little bit to make sure that, that it's personalized. That's right? the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I grew up reading Pacific Sun back. I think it was the Steve McNamara days. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I go way back. You're yeah, you're four. Prodigy, this kid. Someone would already. No, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's pretending to read again. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember back. Then it was a lot of classifieds and personals and massage ads and, yeah. and then they meetups, right? Meetups and they would do like singles parties and things like that. And obviously, as time went on, things evolved and you had Craigslist and you had Match.com. And so obviously, you have to evolve with the times. Well, have you been part of that process or? I watched it happen. I, I remember when Craig Newmark effervesced yeah. from the bowels of hell and uh, decided he was going to destroy journalism, print journalism as we knew it, right. by uh, absorbing the classified yeah. arena and uh, yeah it was we lost a lot of good papers you know yeah. because a lot of papers were supported by massage ads mm-hmm. and escort services yeah, sure. the back page right. you know, especially all weeklies and weird era <laughs> right. know, looking back it's like that's what kept us going but uh, now it's realtors that's a, but I don't know yeah, sure yeah, a, lot of realtors, a lot of the new advertising is, is multi-platform so it's not just in print obviously and mm-hmm. it's often, t- often tied to events different kinds of promotions there's all kinds of new digital real estate that gets bundled Mm-hmm. And then uh, using the regional model, which we briefly uh, discussed a second ago, you're buying more territory than you normally, or what you used to buy. You used mm-hmm. to buy one ad in the back page, now you buy 20 ads in different papers up and down the coast or whatever. Because business is different now, too. It's A yeah. lot of it's online. You can't download a massage. Maybe you can, but the... <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? What have you heard? What have you heard? Well, yeah. the thing on the wall. The, you know, the, the wrist, well, never mind. But yeah. <laughs> I hear it. The other thing is, I mean, I'm very curious about your background. Is How did you get into this? I mean, I know that's sort of like the most generic question. But oh, no, no. It's, I'm sure a lot of people, when you tell them what you do, they're like, wow, that sounds like a really fun, exciting job and you know, uh, never boring. I, I wish they did. Yeah, I answered an ad in the back of a, an alt-weekly. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> It was actually not an all-weekly. It was the uh, Petaluma Argus Career, which was yeah. uh, oh, that's old hilarious. paper. Yeah. And, and uh, they needed a, a, a new reporter. And I, I had never... Uh, I, I studied creative writing in school, but I wasn't in J school or anything like that. And I didn't have any actual clips other than... I used to publish a satire tabloid called Scam Magazine. And so I took those clips in, and uh-huh. uh, I got the job as an interim <laughs> interim lifestyle editor while somebody was on maternity leave and then when they came back they kept me on as the arts editor and that was oh, the wow. 27 years Score. ago yeah. <laughs> very very cool it was a fun way in yeah. well and then how do you balance that with because I know you have other creative pursuits like filmmaking are you still doing the satirical writing or oh yeah so, like, no, I've, I've, got a, I've got a werewolf movie in post right now so I'm, I'm going down to LA to look at a cut pretty great the great thing is it wasn't great that it happened but what the result of the pandemic <laughs> is that it's it's changed how we approach our work and how we can work and mm-hmm. with newspapers as long as you're you get it done and it gets to print right. your schedule is a little more dynamic or my schedule is more dynamic at, at this point so I'm able to allot my time and move things around you don't have to be in a newsroom from 9 to 5 and you can as long as you get the job done 
Absolutely. We've divested of all real estate. Yeah. Um, I was at the Pacific Sun headquarters, which is, you know, a co-working space in downtown San Rafael. It's a mailbox. Yeah. You know, and I remember really. when I was in Mill Valley next well, to where, where Sweetwater. The IJ just yeah. re, re, got a new space again, right? For a while there. It really? was all online, yeah. Oh, no So, way. again, it's the same sort of thing, right? It's, yeah. It's, I mean, but you start to realize, why, why do we need to go to the office? Yeah. Like what we, what's there that we can't access from our, our home computer? Yeah. Right, and so it is funny because people ask me, you know, oh, have you seen so and so at the IJ? I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and as you know, as a writer, your your work life and, and other creative pursuits all kind of feathered together. So that and so, I just do what I do as I do it, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only way to get it done. When I when we shot the last movie, I, I did say I'm going to take off a month to do this. I ended up working anyway because right, there's yeah. so much downtime in set. I'm like, oh, I may as well file the story or sure, you know, right. change that headline. And, and it was seamless, frankly. I mean, it was it's weird. Yeah. I'm wondering if I'm doing the job right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe right. the movie sucks. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, I'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. You can. You know, I filed stories from all over the world, right? right? Because it doesn't really matter where it comes from. Right? Yeah. Your editor's going to see it. Who knows? Right? And at what time too? Yeah. I mean, as long as it's before they need it, right? Or when they need it. And that is the great thing is that it's it's not relegated to time, so it's not yeah. an East Coast West Coast thing or, or European or Asian or whatever. Yeah. You can do it anytime in the middle of the night. You can do it, and then someone will pick it up and edit it and drop it back in, and that's that. And I'll add to that, mobile. I cannot tell you how much work I do on my phone. It's incredible. It's almost 95% at this point. Really? Managing not just the files and stuff and all yeah. that usual stuff, but the writing, composition, communication, everything that has to do with anything I do is typically, I can typically do it on my phone and often do. So That's I'm, amazing. The phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I never thought I would do. I mean, I, I type more with my thumbs, it feels like, at this point. You give me a laptop, Kevin, I could... <laughs> oh, I did it. I tapped the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a hunter pecker. I know how that works. Right? I can get one of the fastest hunting pecker you'll ever see, but it's uh, maybe I should work to watch out yeah, for the Really? Um, I haven't touched that thing all my life. I, I, I amaze myself, you know, as you can imagine. I, I'll be typing... And not even paying attention and turn around and realize, oh, I've written something. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. You know? It's crazy how we can multitask now. I'm sure we're all done to death talking about the pandemic, but how do you be an editor? Because uh, oftentimes, like with the Bohemian and Pacific Sun, guys are a great resource for, you're an entertainment guy. You know, yeah. here's, here's where to go. Like, here's what's going on around town. How did you guys adjust to that during the pandemic when nobody could host anything? <laughs> we had this crazy uh, printing error that occurred one day where we were trying to make a statement about empty theaters and that kind of thing, yeah. uh, you know, live for, you know, performances. And for whatever reason, there were, I'm not sure if it was a plating issue or a file got corrupted. It said the Bohemian, and then there was a picture of an empty theater, like empty seats, and there was supposed to be this headline all about, you know, you know, the end of performances we know or whatever. But... That didn't make it on there. So all it said, it was just the Bohemian and this empty theater. And it was like the best cover ever. (laughs) Award winning, right? There was nothing more to say. This is it. This is the story. And so those are tough times. And uh, I really miss our arts editor. Never came back. (laughs) Drop the mic. (laughs) We're done. And so there was that bit of contraction like that because there was nothing to report on. And uh, we just kept going. We never stopped. We never ceased publication. That's amazing. Did not miss one paper. And we actually bought a paper at the tail end of the pandemic. We bought the Hillsborough Tribune, which had been printing since, I don't know, 1875 or something like that. They were tanking. They published their last issue. We swooped in, picked up everything, and came out the following week with a new issue. Wow. So it's like, our last issue, actually, we're back. 
Yeah, never, yeah. never stopped. What are you talking about leaving? Wait, wait. <laughs> right. it's the same. Nothing to see here. Yeah. yeah. The big kudos for you guys, I think, of course, is, is the best of thing, too. What yeah. a genius yeah. idea that was. And now everyone, of course, does it. It's one of those things where you can be more, more successful, perhaps, than you wanted to be. But that's still a great, it was a great idea. It's still a great idea. And you still see Pacific Sun best of stickers all over Vermont County. Yeah, that that's that is a point of pride. I, in fact, I was at a place today. And I walked in. I always feel like extra spe- special welcome. You know, right. <laughs> like, right. I see that. of course, those are juggernaut difficult issues to do. And there's mm-hmm. just tons of little bits and pieces that can, that yeah. can go wrong well and that kind of thing. But but ultimately, that's very fulfilling. And what's cool about that? It's driven by two uh, factors. There is the voting. So it's the readers that right. vote. You know. Mm-hmm. And then the writers, we do our own sort of editorial thing adjacent to that. Right. So it really is the best of, as voted by the readers, with a little bit of spin from us. Sure. That's usually, at this point, we do kind of an irreverent, funny. But yeah, that is, I, you know, I was trying to trace the history of that, and I'm not sure if we, we were the progenitors, but we were definitely in this market the first to do it. I'm I think sure. you were. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly in this market, yes. Yeah. And, and again, now everybody does it, every single person. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And you see stacks of stickers with different publications right. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can imagine it's also, from a business side, I know you're more obviously editorial but it's it's a profitable idea to sure do a is. best of I um, mean yeah. the, the number of publications Jeff and I have talked about it where you see when they do a best of Marin or best of whatever and then you also see an ad from one of the people one on the adjacent <laughs> page you're like oh okay all okay. right got that it gets um, better than that man so yeah. there's this there's a service I've noticed that gets plugged into our best of situation I'm not sure what the licensing is or how it works uh, but yeah you'll see the adjacent ad next mm-hmm. to the winning uh, you know uh you know, right. the accolade. And then uh, if you go to that place of business, you'll often see a framed plaque yeah. yes. with the yes. editorial pasted in there. Yes, and, right. you know, that's some company that does that. Like, hey, heard you want a best of. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> For $200, you can get <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like, I, We must get a piece of that. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this whole sort of like, you know, economy that like trails the best of. You know? right. <laughs> so. Yours is definitely, I mean, the readership is still voting, which is great because, you know, sometimes you wonder about, you know, as a reader, right? You look and you see that mm-hmm. and you go, wait a minute here. Yeah. Right? But again, you guys, I think, consistently done that above reproach in that regard. Bunch of cranky boomers. Yes. You know, <laughs> I like to write into the paper. And I yes. say that with love for my yes. cranky boomers. You know what I mean? That's kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like who, who the hell writes to newspapers, oh, yeah. right? Who does that stuff? Yeah, People who believe in shit. Preaching of the choir, my yeah, friend, yeah, right? Yeah, people yeah. who really yeah. want to fucking participate. Yeah, you know? yeah. and you, those, are, those are people who are invaluable, you know? My, my pat answer is, oh, thank you for the nice note. <laughs> Even though it's, you know, filled with vulgarities right, and, yeah. uh, and about well, what an idiot I am and how, do, my favorite is do some research, right? Oh, yeah, God. That's always yeah. my favorite. No, I get that one. Okay, thank right. you. Thank yeah. you for your input. So. I got a dead, somebody actually sent me a bag of dog shit <laughs> with matches and it says light here. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I have wow. a flaming bag of dog shit. Oh, that's like, great. It's like total conceptual art, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. You know you who you are. Wow. <laughs> God bless the initiative. <laughs> no, I called the police. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, like, what the hell? You're sending me a toxic substance? You know? There's a great Harlan Ellison story about him doing that to an editor, sending a dead gopher by the, oh, by the slowest mail possible. Oh, so that by the time it arrived, it was fully oh, right. Yeah, but that's how you end up in jail. There's yeah. a difference between discourse and then sending things that you can't send through the mail. No, right? that, that are you know technically like toxic substances. Yeah, you know, not yeah. technically. I think... I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in every sense, right? Yeah, Thank God for email. Yeah, no, yeah. When I play, now you just get a emoji. emoji. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm yeah. like, all right, I get your point. Oh, good, you're getting those because I was worried because like, I never hear back when I send them. Like, yeah, we're in dish. So. Uh, <laughs> done. Delete. <Yeah. laughs> so don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. 
please join us next time when we welcome Larry and Michael Mendel of Sausalito's Poggio, Copita, and Restronomics. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. Have a drink on.